KUT's AT Explained is back with a brand new season. Our first episode, what's up with that tower in Clarksville? I've heard it called the Clarksville Eiffel Tower, the tower, the leaning tower of Clarksville, all those names. Subscribe to AT Explained wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget our next AT Explained live show at the Paramount Theater on April 3rd. Brand new stories told live on stage. Get your tickets at austintheater.org. Support for AT Explained Live comes from Meals on Wheels Central Texas and World Interiors. From KUT and KUTX Studios. This, this, this is K-U-T. you. KUT. KUT Austin. Stop. I used to get. Welcome to Higher Ed, KUT's podcast focusing on issues of higher education, lifelong learning, and exercising the brain. I'm Jennifer Staten with KUT 90.5, Austin's NPR station, talking as always with Dr. Ed Berger, president of Southwestern University in Georgetown, Texas. Hello, Ed. Hello, Jennifer, and welcome back to Georgetown, Texas and Southwestern University. Well, thank you. It's always fun to be here, and I have to say I feel very much at home on campus. It's nice to be here. So, you know, Ed, what we we actually both work on university campuses. Right. Obviously, you're president of Southwestern. Right. KUT radio station is located in the Belo Center for New Media on the University of Texas at Austin campus. So I notice a lot of things about students and student life sort of as I come and go from campus. And this was occurring to me the other day that when I was in college mm, decades ago, <laughs> there wasn't, you know, there wasn't coffee everywhere. Now you can turn around and you literally there's a coffee place. It seems like about every 20 yards. And that just it, it, coffee was not sort of the ubiquitous presence that it is now. And cell phones were not in existence then. So right. I started thinking, gosh, there are a lot of things for students. I'm thinking specifically of higher education students, but, you know, high school, too. There are a lot of I'm going to call them temptations out there that seem like they can really make it difficult for students to live just kind of a basic healthy lifestyle because also we know students are staying up late, they're trying to finish assignments. It, it can be tough to sort of be a healthy, and I just mean physically and mentally right. healthy college student. Do you do you find that on Southwestern's campus? Do students battle with that? Well, I mean, first of all, you know, I think that you're having this nostalgia of what it was like <laughs> when you and I were in school. And I was better. I just can't remember. Exactly. There's that possibility. <laughs> but and I went even a lot, a lot longer ago than you. I think there was always caffeine available well, sure. on campus. And I will point out, by the way, I'm not an expert on this because I do not drink coffee just because it tastes awful. But but I will say that in terms of health, uh, science is showing that if you drink uh, black coffee, no no sugar, no cream, that is actually quite good for you. So there there is some health benefits sure. to that. But I know what you're saying. You're talking about the excess of, of kind yeah. of living, excess on your smart device, excess caffeinating, ca- de- you know, caffeinating yourself to work at three in the morning yeah. on the paper and, and whatnot. I think that really at the end of the day, one of the great things that that we can teach people uh, through their undergraduate journey is this notion of moderation mm-hmm. and balance. I think that it's very difficult. It's very easy to say 
It's very difficult to live. And I will tell you that, to be completely frank to you and, and our listeners, I'm not the best role model for that. You know, I work very, very hard. You work long hours because you send emails early in the morning. And, and late you at tweet night. sometimes early in the morning. And that's right. It's, it's a problem that, that we all face, especially since technology allows information to flow so quickly and, and, and all the time. But if we were able to moderate uh, our behaviors, I think that, that it is healthy. The other thing I want to say about healthy lifestyles, especially for undergraduates, is the, the habits that we uh, begin to embrace at college, for example, are habits that I think we sustain. It's not like you're going to become a different person after college. I'll behave this way. You know, I, I always am taken with students when I visit other campuses and, and they're smoking. I'm, a, I'm kind of a big anti-smoker. And, you know, and they say, well, I'm only smoking because I'm stressed because of school. Once I'm out of school, I'm going to stop smoking. That's really a hard proposition and not realistic. So whatever good habits that you want, like exercise, fitness on a regular basis, they should be folded in to your undergraduate and, and academic studies. And conversely, any bad habits, you should try to clean out now because if this future is the place to clean it out, it's not going to happen. So a question, I think a lot of those behaviors, you mentioned smoking, I think also like drinking a lot of caffeine to try to stay up, you know, going without as much sleep as would be good. Some of that, if not all of that, I think comes from a desire to well, first of all, two things. One, maybe not the best time management, so Correct. maybe some cramming of work in at the last minute, but also this pressure, whether it's externally or internally imposed, of got to finish these assignments, got to finish this paper. I'm also on the board of this student uh, club, and I've got to do work there. How do you then start imparting that information to students of, listen, this is this is not sustainable, this is not, not the best way to go, when they've got literally a long list of things to do? What, what do you tell them? Well, first of all, you tapped on, I think, the most important thing, which is this notion of time management. And I have said uh, on many occasions that if a student from their formal education learns only how to manage his or her own time, that that was an amazing educational uh, journey for them. And even if they learned, didn't learn calculus or anything else, because that is something that will sustain them 20 years later. I challenge students. So when, when students will come in, so I'm thinking about myself now as a faculty member rather than as president, but when students will come into my office and they'll be saying, gee, I can't get through this body of work or I'm struggling I had a student once that came and just did a, got a really poor grade on a, on a lab report in some science course, and he was really depressed. And he said, I don't know what to do. And I said, well, why don't you start changing how you studied for that one and do something different here and start studying now for the next one? And by the time we were done, he said, you know what? I'm, I've, got, I've got 30 minutes right now. I'm going to go and study exactly what we're learning right now in this class. To me, that, again, is this idea of changing habits, changing behavior. But if you can manage your time, you can do anything. So let's manage our time then within this episode. I think it's time for the new puzzler. So I made this one up. I have to admit oh, that I love it. I, it it's, it's a little similar to one that I think we did about a year or so ago, but it's, it's different. Okay. Uh, but So maybe that will help people. <laughs> it, it'll help the, the true fan, the ardent fan. So you have uh, two gasoline jugs. Okay. A three-gallon jug. Uh-huh. And a five-gallon jug. Okay. Now, you're at a gas pump for which the readout of the gallons and the cost is broken. So you can't oh, okay. see. So you can pump. You can pump stuff out, but you can't see how much you're pumping out. Okay. You just have kind of this endless supply of gasoline, but you have no, have no idea how much you're using. Mm-hmm. You also do not have a car with you. 
Okay. So you can't stick the, the, the hose or these uh, five, three-gallon jug or five-gallon jug into your car. You just have those two uh, jugs and, and your gas pump that doesn't tell you how much you're using. The question is, can you measure exactly one gallon of gasoline without spilling or wasting any fuel? Without spilling or wasting. So you okay. can't pour stuff out. Right. You know, in, onto the onto the ground. You okay. can't pour it into your car. You just can use those two jugs. And can you juggle the fuel so that you can produce exactly one gallon using the three gallon jug and the five gallon jug? So it has to be clean back and forth. No car tank. No, no car tank. No spilling. No spilling. No and of le- course, no ingesting because that's well, very dangerous. That w- and that's a bad habit, by the way. That would not. Be conducive to a healthy lifestyle. Correct. And so given this episode, you can't do that either. So just using the three-gallon and the five-gallon jug, can you, in fact, produce exactly uh, one gallon of gasoline without wasting or spilling Mm. any fuel? That's the question. I remember back to the one that this is similar to, but it's different. It is different. There are some, there are some different parameters that actually Correct. make this one a little more challenging, I think. Correct. But okay. I think it's a fun one, and it I like it. So, and, and our listeners will like it, too, because I said so. <laughs> well, and because it originated with you. Thank I you. like that you created this as, Thank a, you very much. as an original creation. Thank you. So, you know, talking about, about healthy lifestyles, and I want to ask specifically about learning. This might seem like an obvious question, but it's probably worth discussing. In the moment, it feels like that, you know, if you stay up late and drink lots of coffee or Coke or whatever with caffeine. You know, Coca-Cola. Drinking so Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. Yes, drinking Coca-Cola Thank to you. stay awake. Thank you. You know, losing sleep to get assignments done. In the moment, it can feel like you're doing well and getting your work done and accomplishing things. But what's sort of the, the long-term educational and learning impact of approaching learning homework and school that way. Well, I disagree with that emotional response. So let me share with you my emotional response, which is that you're not doing well if you're doing that. If you're working at two in the morning on a project, what that tells me is that in fact, in my opinion, things are not going well. We talked about this on countless episodes, but the idea of doing something at the last minute is not going to allow you to be your best self. And it's not because you're tired and and your, your, your work is junky. You do not have time for the requisite iteration of getting something down and then putting it aside and then picking it up fresh with fresh eyes and revisiting, editing, revising, just improving. There's no gestation period on your work. If you are working at three in the morning on something that's due in a couple of hours, you're not working well and that's not sustainable and it's also not bringing out your best self. And that's the point of education. The point of this is not to get through it. But the experience is the thing that should allow you to grow and evolve and improve. And if you don't give yourself that opportunity, then these last minute things, then you're just getting through stuff. It's a checklist mentality and all you're shooting for is a piece of paper. And that's not good. So when you're teaching a class, I know you don't teach every semester. That would that would be not good time management because you <laughs> would not have time to do that and sleep. So with your semesters, when you do work a teaching a class into your schedule, what would you say if a student came in and said, Dr. Berger, I know we were supposed to turn in whatever, whatever today, but last night at 11 o'clock, I was really tired. I hadn't finished the assignment and I decided it was smarter to go to sleep than stay up and finish the homework. So I have not done my assignment 
on time. It's partially done, but not finished. Right. What would you say to a student who is trying, who is <laughs> trying to get sleep, also get work done, and is honest with you and says, "I didn't do it because I went to sleep." God, I'm I am not going to sound good on on this episode, but to be completely honest, yeah, uh, I would applaud the person for being honest. I would applaud the person for getting the the sleep that he or she deserves, and then I would say that every choice that one makes uh, comes. Uh, with consequences. There are consequences to your actions. And I think that's a very important life lesson that people need to learn. And there's no such thing as a kind of a get out of jail free card, except a monopoly. And so the answer is you're going to get a zero on this stuff. Now, I will say that I do always say to students, especially if it's a major work, if it's a homework assignment, like a daily homework assignment, that's it. But I will always invite them to submit their work late I tell them that I have no obligation to grade it, to record the grade or anything, but I would be happy to look at it and provide feedback always. So I will always review the work and, and if they want, but now it's completely up to them. But uh, I'm a pretty hardline person because the truth is in, in out of academia, if you don't have that report ready for a client, you're going to be fired. I mean, look, look, and if you're not on at, what time do you start? At six in the morning? Well, I go on at six, yeah. yeah. So if you show up at a quarter after six and say, oh, sorry, KUT, I just overslept a little bit. You're fired, Jennifer. And I think that students have to understand that there are consequences to their actions, good, bad, or indifferent. And I would uh, use this opportunity with the student to teach them that life lesson. Well, thank you, Ed, for helping us learn life lessons. That wasn't too harsh, was it? It was real. Thank you. So, you know, I think harshness would be in the eye of the beholder or not, but it was real, right? It was honest. It was real. I'm being honest. Right. There you. you go. Sorry. Dr. Ed Berger is president of Southwestern University in Georgetown, Texas. You can find out more at southwestern.edu. And you can keep your brain busy by keeping up with the news and other episodes of Higher Ed at KUT.org. You can also find us on iTunes. I'm Jennifer Staten with KUT News. Do brain games really make me smarter? What is all this screen time doing to my brain? How do I protect my brain as I age? Find the answers to life's most and least pressing questions about your mind with the Two Guys on Your Head podcast. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts.